I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hey everyone, it's Daria, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. Today I'm here with Ruth, and Ruth is a new and aspiring foodist who has only recently started on her health style journey, learning to eat and rely on real food, listening to her, her body and things like that. Ruth has come up against uh, an, a problem that frequently comes up with, with new foodists, which is that she's having trouble in the evening deciding if she's actually hungry or not and what she should do if she is. This is something that comes up frequently with new foodists because when you have been dieting for a long time, you have learned to ignore your hunger signals. And relearning that is not, it's like way easier said than done. It's not easy. So I think you'll really enjoy uh, listening to Ruth. And as I take her through how to go about doing that, I think you'll learn a lot, especially if you're an aspiring foodist. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Hello, John. I'm very well, thank you. How do you think I can help you today? Um, well, I, I've been doing, sort of, I've been trying to do foodist and behaving like a foodist mm-hmm. for the last, probably the last month or so now, and it's really great. Um, and I came across a, a little bit of a hiccup for me when at night time, in the, well, in the evening after my, my evening meal, um, because I'm stopping when I'm full up, of course, a bit later on, I'm sometimes feeling peckish. And whilst I'm very aware of it, um, I'm very aware that I've got to be careful in case I'm interpreting emotional hunger as proper physical hunger. But this is actually proper physical hunger. And um, I'm just wondering how I can choose what to eat at that time. I get I get a bit frightened that if I eat something, I'm going to ruin everything that I've done so far. Does that make sense? I think so. So you're trying, so you've been eating mindfully and trying to stop eating before you're too full. But then what happens is you get hungry later. That's right. Yes, exactly. And so, and then when you're hungry later, you're not sure how, and and you think it's real physical hunger, not anything else, but you're worried that you don't know what to eat in those moments because you're not sure if it's if you should be eating or if you'll overdo it or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And it's it is it's I know that really all I guess all I need to do is is have something, you know, um, good food, good, natural, normal food and eat it mindfully again. But I suppose after years and years of of denying myself and of going on and off the dieting thing, um, yeah, I guess I'm just a little bit frightened of doing that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it can be scary to. I mean, it's it, one. This is something that I hear a lot from people. It's probably the biggest concern I think for anybody who's been dieting for a really long time. There's this intense fear that if you stop with the controlling that you will just go crazy and like you won't be able to control yourself and you'll just eat forever. And, and, and it's a very real tangible, not even tangible. It's a very real, like 
internal fear that it's it's really a hard to shake that. So uh, I totally understand where that comes from. Um, let me ask you though, how long after your meals is this happening? It's probably probably about two hours. Okay, so and is it after every meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner? No, it's it's mainly after. Sometimes it's after lunch. Um, I don't I don't feel quite so panicky about it if it's kind of late to mid afternoon because I I sort of feel more comfortable with having you know maybe a fruit snack or a handful of nuts or something at that time. But then after the the evening meal is my the most problematic time and it's about an, about two hours or two and a half hours after that evening meal okay and and so far what have you been doing have you just been not eating or have you been eating and it hasn't been going well uh, a bit of both I've kind of been I suppose trying to experiment a bit um okay. that's great uh, yeah <laughs> Um, I I have been experimenting with things like um, Greek yogurt, you know, natural Greek yogurt, and maybe some maybe some fruit or something like that. And I don't quite know. I wonder. It's weird actually because now I'm talking to you and thinking about it. Um, I'm wondering about if I'm really just more tired than anything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But but you did say that it was physical hunger though it, it yes it is proper physical yes it's proper rumbly tummy you know when you're the tummy's kind of gnawing at you and you it's definitely proper physical hunger um but you're but you're also very tired after after your meal um no not not particularly after my meal but it's kind of getting on into the evening because i get up so early I in see. the morning um yeah, no, it's just something that's just occurred to me. It's weird, isn't it? It's interesting. You know, it. it's interesting because one of the symptoms of fatigue, especially if you've had a long day, especially if you've woken up early, is your brain starts running out of energy. You know, it, it's we call it... Uh, the, the official psychological term is ego depletion, but uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's basically you get... Your, your mind just gets tired of making decisions. So it's interesting because having a long history of, of dieting, it can, it might be that you feel, you, you sort of default back into your habits of being scared around food. And so that can sort of bring up those feelings because your, your, you know, your rational, mindful foodist self is tired. Yes, yes, that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's really that's really good to know. Uh, but I, I'm curious. I mean, I what is it? I mean, why? I'm curious why you. I mean, if you're hungry after you know, if you're consistently hungry to after two hours after your meals, it seems like there's a fairly straightforward solution to that which would be to 
eat more at your final meal. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So um, is there a reason why you haven't tried that or have you tried that? I don't know why I haven't tried that. I, I guess maybe because I'm, I, I feel like I'm quite new to this still, of course. And I'm, I think I'm so excited at the amazing revelation that I can stop eating because I'm full up. I, I've never in the past, I would never recognize when I was full up. Yeah, that's amazing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And almost every meal, I'm, I'm just, I'm amazed and delighted <laughs> that I've noticed that I'm full up. <laughs> so I, maybe part of it is that because I get that full up feeling, and I'm so excited about recognizing it, maybe I need to sit a little bit longer and maybe have a little bit more, and just experiment with having a little bit more without stuffing myself, obviously. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's really probably a solid way to go. Uh, But, you know, it's interesting. This This is a very common concern. I mean... This happens a lot. Like for, for somebody who's been dieting their whole life and when you're used to either being hungry and then overeating, you know, because it's up and down. Is that th- that was your experience before? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's totally normal. I, I definitely went through that for years. Uh, when that is your normal, there is a process that you need to go through of figuring out what your body actually needs because you've been ignoring it for so long. And that's what you're doing. And it's amazing. It's really good because you're, you're, you know, your body's telling you, oh, look, you don't need to do this. You don't need to eat until you're stuffed. That's a new thing for you. And that's really exciting. And, and then you're finding out after, you know, trying that for a bit that actually maybe, maybe you should be eating a tiny bit more because you're you're finding yourself hungry later. Yeah, it, it, that's that's bang on, I think. And um, I've also just it, isn't it funny how just talking to somebody else about it, you other things come into your mind. Yeah, I've I've also just just this moment it's just hit me that before, so only a month ago, maybe less than that, maybe three weeks ago, I was still in this awful kind of trap of every single night I would have I would stay up quite late and I would have a great big bowl of some some made up sugary cereal um with loads of milk on it late at night Hmm. before I went to bed and of course that just left me feeling like rubbish anyway right I was in such a habit of doing that and of course I'm not doing that now, so I suppose my body also kind of expects something. Oh, so there's a, a habitual element here that it might not necessarily be pure pure hunger so much as your body expecting, like a like the Pavlov's dogs hearing a bell and <laughs> getting you know salivating, even if it you know it's not mealtime. I think I think there may well be yes, and I've only just, as I say, it's it's weird because talking to you about it, it makes me think of all these other bits and pieces, and and that might be a part of it because 
it's early days, really. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that happens when you're changing. You know, when you're going through this process of listening to your body. You know, eating food for the sake of delight and for the sake of nourishment instead of you know this constant punishment <laughs> and reward and <clears throat> excuse me and it, you have to you, you know you go through this process of learning yourself and it's totally new it, it is yes it is and it's <clears throat> excuse me it's funny because when you are experiencing all this it's interesting when it comes to food and when it comes to habits, most of this stuff doesn't live in your conscious brain, right? It's not, it's not stuff you normally think about. You know, you eat, you know, we, we go through our, our world and we eat when we're, you know, in, in response to cues. Sometimes it's hunger, sometimes it's habit, sometimes it's social pressure or you see something on TV and it makes you have a craving or whatever. And... But none of that is at a conscious level. And so when you start talking about it, it brings all that to the surface. And you can suddenly have insights around why it is you're doing what you're doing or why it is you're feeling what you're feeling. And that can be so powerful because once you're aware of something, then you have the power to change it or do something different or, or embrace it <laughs> if that's what you decide. Well, exactly. Yes, exactly. And I am. Um, I've I've been writing down. I've been keeping a journal. I li- I think I listened to um, a podcast of yours. I can't remember who you were talking to. And you, t- um, I think the guy you were talking to was talking about journaling. And I've started keeping a journal about my kind of recording my recording my food and recording when I ate mindfully and when I didn't quite manage it um recording my exercise and how I'm feeling and and it's it's turned into a great big I write a lot a real lot and um I write lots of things are coming up you know lots of quite not scary things but really interesting slightly deeper things interesting like what um what about when I'm angry and when I'm upset um and how my automatic kind of um, sort of um, fallback response to that has been eating. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it is. It's fascinating. And even I found that even the actual act of writing it down is helping me to, to change my response to that. Is that because it's coming into your awareness and you're finally – you're recognizing what's actually happening? I, I guess it must be. I, yeah, I can't. I can't think it's anything else. I think that's what it is. Like you say, the awareness is so. It's so exciting to be that aware, <laughs> and of course, it's also a little bit scary as well. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's 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 something new, um, and yeah, and I yeah, it's just it's really good stuff. That's and fantastic. It, it's it's you bring up an amazing point and you know it's funny there's there's data like really good scientific data that says that just writing the act of writing down 
is one of the most powerful forms of therapy because it forces you to examine what's going on in your head and, and make sense of it. And when you start doing that, you, you know, you can sometimes discover things about yourself that you've been doing for years that, you know, don't maybe don't make sense when you think about it rationally or when you think about it consciously. And when those things can come up and then you can, and then you can think your way through them and come to a decision. And that actually changes your mind, you know, from an internal perspective. And suddenly all of a sudden, like you're, it's, it becomes much, much easier to change your behavior because you're not, you're not confused anymore about what you should be doing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And you've, you've just, I think you've just put your finger very neatly on why I find this so flipping brilliant. It's just, you know, I'm so glad I discovered your website and, and, you know, and Foodist because I, I feel, and I know, I know your whole kind of, your whole desire for other people is to feel like I feel, and that's this freedom. Yes. You know, this complete weight has been lifted off my shoulders yeah, as far yeah. as food is concerned. Because you're no longer a sort of slave to your own mind almost. It's like you, maybe that was a little strong way to put it, but you can make a decision. And, and, and I, I feel like what happens is we get stuck because we want one thing and we want something else and they're in contrast or they, they conflict. Yeah, yeah. And when, when you're in that state of conflict or ambivalence, it's almost impossible to change, to do any behavior differently because you can't make up your mind which direction to move. Should, oh. I, should I eat less or should I eat more? Should I eat less or should I eat more? I'm going to try to make myself eat less, 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 and then binge, <laughs> you know. Um, but when you start bringing the re- real reasons and motivations behind both of those desires to the surface, you can start going through them and figuring out where they come from and why they're there and address them separately. And so you're no long, you can basically, res- you can essentially resolve the conflict. And when that happens, it's exactly as you just described. It's freedom. Because yeah. you're no longer stuck in, in this place that you really don't want to be. It's funny. You know, it's like I get uh, people will uh, say that, you know, we overthink this stuff and, you know, I'll get criticism for, <laughs> you know, these like first world problems, right? Like, oh, you can't figure out your diet. And it's like, actually, it's, it's a form of torture to not know how to act around food. And, and being able to resolve it is, is, is one of the most incredible feelings in the world. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That's what I want for people. And for you. Yeah, well, thank you. It's, yeah, it's working. And I am, um, I think over the years, I, 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 I guess like like lots of us, I've, you know, I've maybe gone through counselling and things like that. And I, I actually do know myself quite well now, and I feel quite comfortable with myself with most things. Um, it's just that whole, my whole the whole body thing. I've just been completely stuck, you know. And and as you say, been been on diets, lost loads of weight, put it all back on again. And I was really kind of just, I suppose 
searching for something else. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. hey, presto, <laughs> summer tomato came along. <laughs> um, and and, I, and I, I think it's just a bit rubbish that people maybe criticise you or the way you're doing things or the way we're doing things by, you know, saying it's overthinking it and it's a first world problem because it may well be a first world problem, but it's a very real problem, isn't it, for many, many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this you are doing fantastic, Ruth. I mean, you have come to this place of clarity and you're going through the steps of finding your internal compass, right? You're, you're learning, what, what does my body actually want? Yeah, yeah. And, and why am I doing these things? And what's the best thing for the, my true best interest? And you're figuring it out. And, you, and, and I love that you're so open about how confusing it is. <laughs> you know, and it, it sounds like the simplest thing to know when you're hungry and when you're not. But when you have been ignoring that for, I mean, how, how, long, how long do you think you were dieting? Do you know? Oh, um, well, on and on. I go through phases of just not bothering because it's all just too difficult um, and, and, you know, and wanting to just be comfortable with myself as I am. But I'm not comfortable as a fat person. Um, and I guess I've probably been dieting on and off with various, part, you know, bits of success and then failure again for phew, probably 30 years. Yeah. So... It's a long time, isn't it? It's a long time to have been fighting your own body. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going through this beautiful process of, of you know, hi, body, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a really good way of putting it. And getting to know each other. Yeah. And realizing that you actually are on the same team. Yeah, we are. Of course we are. Absolutely. But for so long, we fight, you know, it's like, gosh, yeah. oh, I want to eat. I want to eat those cookies. And, oh, you can't, you can't. And it's this struggle. But you're, you've resol- you're resolving it by, by, by yeah. learning. Yeah, I think, yeah, one day at a time. <laughs> Fantastic. That's so great. So, so I feel like you have two tasks in front of you. You yeah. have to figure out the exact right amount of food for dinner. Yeah. And you do that by, like you said, experimenting, trial and error, you know, eat a little more that felt that was not enough or it was too much or whatever. You always have tomorrow to try again. <laughs> and um, so that's something that you can do. And then in the, and then also addressing the feeling of wanting to eat later and, I think you've done a great job of realizing that a lot of it might actually be true hunger, but really teasing apart whether or not, like how much of it is real hunger and how much of it is conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're doing the exact right thing on that front, which is journaling, listening to your body and, you know, negotiating I think you'll have a lot of insight about the late night eating if you up your food at dinner a tiny bit 
Yeah. And if you know you're full and you're still sort of finding yourself wanting to eat after dinner, then you're probably in a situation where there is a habit type of thing and you just need a substitute like hot tea or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just something comforting, but not some, yeah, not overloading in any way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have, you, you're right. Comforting is the right word. Um, because when often if, when you're tired, like you were saying, you, you, when you feel tired, those feelings can, bring up a need for comfort. Yeah. And food is certainly a form of comfort, but uh, it's not always the most, the one that helps us the most. <laughs> so, Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Fantastic. Well, do you have any other questions or anything else you want to talk about? I don't think I do, really. I think that's my, my main thing, yeah. I mean, I guess in the future things will come up and I may well drop you another line about that. Um, mm-hmm. But um, no, I think that's that's the main thing that's been troubling me. Yeah. Excellent. Well, congratulations. I, I feel really, really happy for you and the progress you made and especially, like you said, that feeling of freedom. Like that is my wish for for everyone and and it just really touches me that you you're finding that so congratulations and great job thank you very much thank you thanks for listening to the foodist podcast i'm daria rose and if you're interested in upgrading your own health style learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.